Hello there, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Indeed. Uh, it's Saturday, June 27th, 2020. It's all the news that's fit for us to podcast. We got laughs. We got news. We, we got, got stories for the Jewish and non-Jews. All the sports and entertainment you could wish. We're the always irritating Jewish-ish. And we're never more irritating than when it's time for the weekly Shabbat Today on Shabbat Shindig, we'll have a usual weekly features. This day in Jewish history. Today's big birthdays. Updates on some of this week's biggest stories. And an enormously popular feature. How many Jews? How many Jews? How many Jews? How many Jews? On this date in 1857, German Jewish astronomer Hermann Mayer Solomon Goldschmidt discovered Eugenia, Eugenia 57, the second of nine asteroids he would discover in a four year period. He would be made a chevalier of the Légion d'honneur later that year and would conclude having discovered more than asteroids, more asteroids than anyone else ever alive. Than anyone else alive. A lot of asteroids he found. That's the Jewish nice. guy. On this date in 1862, Jewish soldier E.J. Sampson of the 4th Texas Regiment of the Confederate Army was killed. He would later be buried in the Hebrew Confederate Cemetery in Richmond, Virginia, the only Jewish military cemetery in the world outside of Israel. Two other Virginia Confederate cemeteries refused to bury Jews, so the bodies of Jewish Confederate soldiers from all over the U.S. were buried in a self-contained hollowed area within Richmond's larger Hebrew cemetery. It's estimated that about 3,000 Jewish soldiers served in the Confederate armies and about 7,000 in the Union armies. Hmm. I never knew any of all of that. It's kind of interesting. On this date in 1869, the the great Jewish anarchist Emma Goldman was born. On this date in 1897, Annie Londonderry, who had been born Annie Cohen Kachopsky, set out to become the first woman to ride around the world on a bicycle. By completing the trip in less than 15 months, she would earn a $10,000 prize. Jews aren't associated often enough with James Bond and guys like that. The eighth Bond movie, Live and Let Die, which was co-produced by Harry Saltzman and written by Tom Mankiewicz, came out on this date in 1973. On this date in 1896, the movie Ruthless People directed by David Zucker, Jim Abrahams, and Jerry Zucker, and co-starring Bette Midler, was released. It's really funny. Danny DeVito is really good in it. Yeah. Some big celebrity birthdays today. Her is 22. Happy birthday to her. Tobey Maguire, the not-as-good Spider-Man, and the not-so-great Nick Carraway is 44. 44, no kidding. Yeah. Wow. J.J. Abrams, who made some Star Wars, Star Trek, and Mission Impossible movies, is 53. Bruce Johnston of the Beach Boys is 77. He wrote a hit for Barry Manilow Manilow called I Write the Songs, in which Barry Manilow sang I Write the Songs, but Manilow hadn't in fact written the song. Bruce Johnson did, and he is 77 today. And returning to stories previously heard on the Bickers Report, 
We had mentioned Kristen Bell's decision to no longer voice a mixed-race character on Central Park. Jenny Slate has made a similar decision regarding a mixed character she has voiced on a show called Big Mouth, which I've never heard of. Here's, here's a little clip from that. Uh, you okay over there, Missy? This book is really good. What? So she's not going to do that anymore. Yeah, um, okay. She said, at the start of the show, I reasoned with myself that it was, it was permissible for me to play Missy because her mom is Jewish and white, as am I. But Missy is also black, and black characters on an animated show should be played by black people. The always responsible New York Post ran a headline, James Earl Jones dragged into Jenny Slate's Big Mouth casting debate. But if you read the article, it's really just a bunch of racist schmucks on Twitter saying, no one ever says anything about James Earl Jones playing a white guy. And some reasonable people say, you're missing the point, you racist schmuck. And at the bottom of the article it says, the Post reached out to Jones' reps for comment about his newfound trending status, but did not hear back. Of course they didn't. Also, so, James Earl Jones was the first person who played Darth Vader before they decided to make him a white guy. That's, so well, they're that. really missing the point. That's that. They're that's really true. missing the point. That's true. We mentioned yesterday that President Obama was going to be part of the streamed Stonewall commemoration yesterday. Well, so was one of the two main presidential candidates and his wife. Want to guess what? Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having us. Jill and I are honored to be with you to commemorate Stonewall Day and to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Pride Month and the Christopher Street Liberation March. You know, uh, Pride is particularly poignant this year. Even as the LGBTQ plus rights continue to be attacked, the Supreme Court has affirmed protections for the LGBTQ plus people against unemployment discrimination, even as the lives of trans individuals, especially black trans women, are under threat, we're reminded that Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera helped bring life to the movement against the backdrop of the pandemic and historic protest against systematic injustice and racism. We are reminded of those who, courageous individuals who first marched decades ago and has renewed our hope. Uh, Blossom C. Brown's remarks were a little more powerful, perhaps. I, I, I think so. See what you think of, see okay. what you think of these. Hi everyone, I am Blossom C. Brown, and I am so happy to be a part of Stonewall Day. But my heart is heavy. This year, as I see the pain inside of our community, in and out, as a trans woman of color, I know what it's like to feel unsafe. We've lost so many trans people of color to police brutality, and we cannot accept that. So I give my respect now to our partners in protest in every community. We say the names of the lives that have been lost, like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, Rashard Brooks, Tony McDade, Dominique Fells, and Ryan Milton, and so, so many more. And for those who just don't get it, let me remind you, you can't love our culture and not love our people. You know, I, I mean, like I, think that. That, I think that's very powerful. I have to say, 
in for in my lifetime to hear a presidential candidate validating the rights of uh, African American trans women is yeah. I'm not saying it's sorry, but... a solution, but it's long time coming. Yeah. The agreement between the owners and the players for the upcoming 60-game Major League Baseball season has wacky, wacky rules about the number of players per team. Each team has to name 60 players who comprise the pool from which it will choose its active players. When the season opens on July 23rd or 24th, teams will submit rosters of up to 30 players, with a minimum of 25. Two weeks later, those rosters will be trimmed to 28, then to 26 two weeks after that. Once teams are limited to a 26-man roster, they are permitted to add a 27th for, for doubleheaders. The guys who aren't on the Major League roster will be at an alternate training site, which is likely to be a ballpark of one of the club's nearby minor league affiliates. For instance, the Pirates announced that their alternate site will be at their AA affiliate in Altoona, Pennsylvania. It seems as if this is the death knell for minor league baseball in 2020, but the Nashville Sounds have announced a plan to assemble 40 players on two teams who would play against each other on teams of 20 four days per week. And independent leagues may be able to go ahead. The Southern Maryland Blue Crabs of the Independent Atlantic League are expecting to play a 70-game season more than the majors. Well, crazy they're stuff. Safe. They're being yeah. safe about it. But yeah. who knows. Yeah. But finally, our most popular feature of all. The famous. The stupendous. How many Jews? The, no, you, I didn't say the irritating yet. The irritating. How many Jews? The irritating. How many Jews? How many Jews? How many? How many Jews? Well, that was a flop. Okay. So here's something. 111. They play cricket in Ireland. All of the and world. Irish Jews sometimes play, and some of them are really good at it. Mark Cohen played for the national team in 69 matches. Dr. Lewis Jacobson was perhaps Ireland's greatest batsman during the Second World War years. Of the 11 men to serve as captain since Irish men's cricket achieved national status, how many have been Jews? A. None. B. 111. C. 1. D. 14,613. Of the 11, 111. You, you just, you, you just, you don't, you... None. You, you, none. It's none. No, there was, one, there was a guy. There was it a turned, guy. There was one, yeah. 14,631. The head of, the, <laughs> the, head of the, the, the captain of the national Irish cricket team was 4, Jewish. 4,200. Isn't that fascinating? 93. The one, all the learning we did on this episode 59. about Confederate Jewish soldiers and 82. Irish Jewish cricket... Players and Kesha and it's her birthday. It's a twelve. You really you get things here that wouldn't be allowed anywhere else. That, that I can agree with. Yeah. Well, that was the uh, Jewishish podcast. We're coming back at you. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, you know, we're going out on the usual with Popsmanity. Do I start fading out now? I'm really into the fade-outs now. I know, you're getting good at the fade-outs. Well, no, we would just like to say thank you all very much for listening. Let your friends know. Tell them the next 
big thing in quality Jewish entertainment is nowhere in sight, so listen to us instead. <laughs> yeah. And uh, without further ado, happy schmoozing. Happy schmoozing. Happy Shabbat. And, uh, good good weekend to everybody. Shabbat shalom. See ya. You faded out way too soon. Yeah, Come but on. I did it nice and gradually. You want yeah, me to well, do it again? Yeah, do it again. Do it again. Okay. Do it again. Should always really fade out during the man of yeah, exactly. the madness.